We'll say welcome to today's Mishnah Yomi. Today's Limud is Mish- Megillah, Perak Aleph, Mishnayis, Hey and Vav. First chapter of Megillah, the fifth and sixth Mishnayis. Mishnah Hey says as follows. In general, there is no distinction between the halachos of Yom Tov and the halachos of Shabbos. So the same halachos that apply on Shabbos apply on Yom Tov with one notable difference. Namely, that on Yom Tov, Ochal Nefesh. Or stated otherwise, malacha for the sake of food preparation is permitted on Yom Tiv, but of course that is not permitted on Shabbos. Now, it's beyond the scope of this conversation, but Ochal Nefesh happens to cover more things than just food preparation. It really covers any normative activities of daily living or, or any normative forms of enjoyment. But for our purposes, for this Mishnah, food preparation is permitted on Yom Tiv, cooking is permitted on Yom Tiv, but of course not on Shabbos. In being Shabbos and Kippurim, similarly, again, there is no distinction between Shabbos and Yom Kippur, namely that Malacha, creative activity, is going to be Asr on Shabbos and on Yom Kippur. The only distinction is Ela Shazeh Zidono Bidi Adam Zidono Bikaris. The only distinction is that if one goes ahead and intentionally does Malacha on Shabbos, one is liable to death at the hands of a basin of a Jewish court, whereas if one intentionally does malacha on Yom Kippur, one is subject to karis. Karis, of course, refers to death at the hands of heaven. That is Mishnah Hay. We now continue with Mishnah Vav. Mishnah number six. So an interesting case over here. The Gemara explains that this is a case The idea over here is I say to Ruvain, Ruvain, you are not permitted to get any benefit from me. So I, I could prohibit my benefit upon Ruvain. Ruvain is not permitted to get benefit from me. So the Mishnah says there is no distinction between if I tell Ruvain, using Ruvain as the example, the fictional character here, I say, Ruvain, you cannot get benefit from me. Uh, that's no different than saying to Ruvain, you can't get benefit from my food. Right? You can't get benefit from my food. The only distinction between those two things is Drisas Haregel, is the ability to go for Ruvain. Is Ruvain permitted to go ahead and walk through my yard? So again, if I preclude Ruvain from getting food benefits from me, then walking through my yard would not be prohibited. If I prohibit Ruvain from getting food benefits, I'm sorry, from, from getting general benefit from me, then walking through my yard would be prohibited as well. Similarly, again, is Ruvain permitted to use my utensils, which are not related to food preparation? So again, if I preclude Ruvain, if I prohibit Ruven from getting benefits from my food, then he is permitted to use utensils that have nothing to do with food preparation. But if there's a general general prohibition of Ruven getting benefits from me, I make a neder, I make a vow that Ruven cannot get benefit from me, then he would not even be able to use my non-food-related utensils. Ain bin nedarim nedavos. There is no distinction between nedarim and nedavos. Now remember, again, a neder is a vow. On Nidava, we normally translate as a gift offering. So remember again, let, let's focus on this in the realm of sacrificial offerings. So one could bring a voluntary offering in one of two ways. One can make it a neder, right? A vow. I, I make a vow obligation upon myself to bring an offering or a nidava. So the truth is the Mishnah says in general they're treated the same way except for one major distinction. And the major distinction between Nedarim and Nedavos lies in the following detail. That if a person pledges a neder, I make a vow. So let's say again, I go ahead 
And I say, Hare Alai Ola. I take upon myself. That's a nether. See, the difference we're going to see over here is that a nether is an obligation which devolves upon the individual. A nidava is an obligation which devolves upon the object. So, for example, if a person designates an, an animal as a neder, as a neder, as a vow offering, so the obligation is upon me to bring that animal. As opposed to if I designate an animal as a nedova, the nedova designation devolves upon the animal but doesn't devolve upon me. Now, wherein lies the practical difference? Very simple. What if the, what if the voluntary offering animal dies? So if the animal was designated as a neder, even though the animal died, I still have to fulfill my obligation and therefore I would have to bring a replacement animal. If, however, again, the animal was designated as a nedova, then if the nedova animal dies, there is no longer an obligation upon me to go out and bring a replacement animal. Oh, so beautiful. That concludes Mishnah Vav. This concludes today's Mishnah Yomi. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.